long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. It was the R&B show. Can you dig it? And now, those two guys that rule supreme, like a burrito supreme, or a nacho supreme, or even a chicken supreme, here's Brett and Ricardo, or Ricardo and Brett. You work real hard on those, don't you, Rosie? <laughs> Trying to get all those things. And first off, those Supremes, I don't like, uh, what do you call the sauce that's in that? The ranch or uh-huh. no sour cream? Oh, that's right. should never be on Mexican food. Yeah, I'm telling you this as a Mexican. Yep, should you should never be on, on Now listen on to me. Listen to me. <laughs> it starts already. I went to a, uh, a local Mexican establishment celebrating my youngest 17th birthday on Monday, so happy birthday And how was him. it? It was good, and Excellent. I'm not going to say which Mexican restaurant we uh, went to, but we go there quite a bit. Yes, I know which one you're talking about. We'll go ahead. It's excellent. Uh, very, very good food. But uh, I had a chicken chimichanga with yes. refried beans, rice. It has got the uh, the guac, mm-hmm. uh, pico de gallo with it, and the little cheese sauce, and a little sour cream on there as well. And I'm telling you guys, you got to have sour cream. I love the sour cream. you got to have sour cream. It's an American thing. You go down to, to Mexico in the inlands or any place – Crema, they don't have that stuff. Okay, that's a completely American thing. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I live in America. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. But you're not really getting the authentic Mexican food. You're getting it Americanized is what you're getting. Well, you know, uh, maybe, the, I'm the, just maybe the folks on the other side of the border need to add a little uh, sour no, cream no, to their no, lives. No, 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 no. The, the real stuff maybe, don't maybe need Maybe all that. This, so this political polarization <laughs> would, right. would soften Doesn't with a little that, uh, sour cream. I would just. It, it, I, I, I always sit aghast cream. when I see the sour cream. Any any next. To so you're telling me if I when next time I go to this place, just say no sour cream, and then I'm really eating it. Well, right, but the, in my opinion, I think they probably tamed it a little bit than what normally the Mexican food would be. Because if you go down to Mexico, and usually when I go, like in San Diego to, to the Baja California, really inland, like to Rosarito and Ensenada, they they have like the real stuff that's right off the road. They don't have cream. <laughs> stuff like that, man. You go in there, you get your, your tacos or whatever you're getting, whatever, with you know, Mexican style. or They don't have any cream. It ain't any cream, and they don't even – I'll tell you the story some other time, but uh, uh, one time my brother and I went down, and it, real long story short, he asked for the cream, and they just looked at him bewildered. <laughs> and, you know, what? You know, crema? Or, you know. <laughs> they had no idea what it was. You know what I mean? So, yeah, real Mexican food doesn't need sour cream. You, well, don't, you don't need that. And Carlos Munoz said that there's uh, – on Facebook – there's only like one good Mexican restaurant in Appleton. Ooh, ah. but he's not naming names. So. Okay, well I know I know my favorite one, but I won't name names. Well, either. I'm going to say this, Carlos. It wasn't in Appleton where I went. Okay. Oh yeah, I know which one you go to. It's yeah. not, it's not, it's a good place. It I, is. I've a good been place. there. I've been there a few times. They've they've got a little uh, a few restaurants and actually yes. going to uh, move. They they're in Oshkosh now. Really? You know that? Yeah, oh, we'll talk about that off camera. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I'm getting hungry. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> it's new time, and we're hungry here on the R&B Show, episode number twenty-nine of the only podcast dedicated to high school sports in the Fox Valley. I'm your co-host Ricardo Arguello. Sitting alongside with me is Brett Christofferson, both of USA Today Network Wisconsin, and don't forget about Jim Rosedick. Rosie's here too, Master of Disaster. I keep forgetting all your names, actually, Rosie, but we'll we'll stay with that oh, one that, for a yeah, while. Yeah, there's a list of them. Oh yeah, exactly. But uh, <laughs> on the tap today, listen, most of our show is going to be is going to be centered around uh, how the Associated Press All-State Girls and Boys teams were voted on. What we thought about that because I was one of the nine voters on those teams, and uh, you know we 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 have some 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 I guess uh, what. Uh, I don't want to say criticisms, but maybe some things that maybe we didn't agree with. Some and thoughts. Some, some thoughts, thoughts on right. that. And uh, we'll delve deep into it. We'll dissect it, I guess, a little bit. And uh, and maybe give a, a little wrap-up to our – put a little bow tie then on our uh, winter season here, Brett. Because it's already, it's already uh, what, spring and 
Uh, well, we have track meets going on. We had some softball going on. I know one of our photographers was just shooting that uh, yesterday, so or Monday, I should say. It's been so, a good yeah. spring. I it mean, been, there's now, no snow up yeah. here in northeast Wisconsin. Usually there's still snow, and, and you think about the track athletes. They got out on the track early this yes, year. Yes, they did. You know, they're, and still, they're still running indoors, but they could be running some outdoors. Usually that doesn't start till April. And I'm expecting some, 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 school, some records then to be set if they progress like that. No, you know what I'm expecting? Uh, uh Eight-inch snowstorm like yeah. in April. Yeah, you, you know, it's, you know it's coming. Right, you know yeah. it's coming. Right, we've had this great spring, and then when it when the action really starts to heat up, that's when Mother Nature starts to play her little tricks that's like right. she likes to do. Yeah. You think we're done here? Not poor, so fast. Poor souls, not like Carlos uh, basking in the sun down in uh, Pensacola, Florida. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Is it it, well, Pensacola or Sarasota? No, Sarasota. 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 Um, We'll wrap up then uh, with a look at our varsity roundtable. We're pretty excited about this. Winnicani soccer player, girls soccer players, Maddie Young, Katie Friardick. She will be. Uh, both of those will be. Both of those players will be in, and we'll also have uh, I think ten to ten players coming in. Brett, according to their coach, wow, uh, wow. yeah. Uh, so uh, Megan White, formal, for, for right. uh, Kimberly uh, Standout, who's coaching there for the Wolves. So uh, excited to have them. Wolves were runners up last year in D two. I think it was D three actually. Oh, D three. Yeah, you're, you're right, Brett. Yeah. In D three, and uh, they're ranked number three yeah, in this D3. year. Uh, so yeah, we're excited to have them on here, Brett. It's gonna it's gonna be a good show because those girls have been asking to be on the show. Good, I like and, that. Uh, from last from last spring, so uh, we're happy to have them on first uh, first spring athletes to be on the show. Uh, yeah, this, they want they want they want to so. see the live chat. <laughs> the host of the live chat. They're not. They're yeah, they don't yeah, care they about do. me. They, they don't care, care about, about Ricardo. Yeah. Yeah, good yeah. stuff. Well, hey, let's They'll sit in the front so they can look back at. <laughs> and don't forget, Rosie, we're gonna need the, We're probably gonna need a, a, the mobile cam out. Oh here. yeah. But then yeah. we take a break next week from round table. Yes, we do. Kind we of. Well, we always take a, a week off around that transition time. Anyway, get it. Get it. You know, just kind of take hold our hold our breath. You know, kind of catch our breath. Well, maybe hold our breath, but uh, yeah. But we will have a we will have our R and B show podcast. So with special guest Mike Shero will be on here uh, next Wednesday because uh, you'll be on vacation, Mike. Yeah, I'll be I'll be out and about, but uh, yeah. that's okay. Yeah, uh, we're, well, we're mostly going to talk about next week is how we, how, how we, yeah, <laughs> yeah. how we select, <laughs> yeah. how we select our all uh, area team. So that'll be interesting talking with Mike on that. And any other subject, I guess that comes up. But for Brett, for our show this week, Associ- Associated Press All-State Girls Team, Associated Press All-State Boys Team. Let's start with the girls team, which was released uh, last Friday. We voted on it last Tuesday. Uh, Sydney Roby of Milwaukee King, the Player of the Year. Uh, coach Donarski of Aquinas, the Coach of the Year. This is where uh, I had some. I guess uh, I guess I had a problem with uh, Donarski being coach of the year. I put up Joe Russell, obviously, of Appleton North, and I'm incredibly biased, so please take that into account, as you might expect. But uh, in my opinion, I thought his resume dwarfed what Donarski did with Aquinas. I know Aquinas was undefeated. That's adorable, but they're in D4, whilst Russell traversed the most rigorous schedule, uh, you could maybe even say in Division One. I, th- I know Kings was really, really tough, too, but... And then to go out there and then annihilate, you know, as a four seed, the one and two seed. I thought it was a no-brainer, but I guess not. The other voters didn't agree with me, and I guess that's that's where I take issue with. Uh, well, t- take us in, into one of those calls and yeah. how that works. And okay, I guess, thank you. I guess you're all sort of pleading your case. Right. Now, now, in, now in previous years, uh, you may know this, Brett, uh, we used to go down to the state journal. All the nine voters would convene. Uh, and we'd sit around a table, and we'd all, we'd all kind of pitch our, our, our girls or our guys, and, uh, you know, it'd go down through the teams, all that kind of stuff, and then do the player of the year, coach of the year. Uh, obviously, with, the, uh, w- with shrinking budgets, I guess you could say, we've, uh, we've kind of moved toward the conference calls, and uh, one, of, one of the nine voters, he, he kind of coordinates everything, and, um, you know, we're all on board. 
we all submit our nominations beforehand. We all, you know, give our little bios and all have like coaches' comments, things like that. Um, at, you know, after talking with coaches and, and things uh, like that, and then uh, from there we, we we go right into the voting. We 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 pitch our guy, or in this in this instance, our girls. For the first team, there's a there's a, there's a bunch of players on the first team. We got to pick five from those, and then those carry over to the second team. We got to pick five girls from the second team. More are added. More more nominees are added for each second, third, and fourth team, and that's basically how it goes. A lot of it is, and in, in, no surprise here, there's politics here because, you know, some guys are really good at pushing their mm-hmm. players, and others are not. You know, and some have more sway in influence, and some do not. And uh, I'm just going by this from experience. From doing this, I mean, I, I've been doing this, boy, I want to say for at least 13, 14 years now uh, from my time with, with Fond du Lac, the Fond du Lac reporter as well. So it's, it's an interesting process, Brett. Most of the time it, it gets it right. Sometimes it doesn't get it right. Uh, that's always up for debate because you're, when, when you're dealing with this many high-quality coaches and players, there's always going to be someone left off. But I know for the coaches' aspect, I did expect Russell to get it. He didn't get it, which in the close vote there doesn't, didn't surprise me because I remember I had issues with uh, two years ago when Steve Jones barely got the coach of the year for the Associated Press, and I had an issue with some of our other voters who for some reason were voting for someone else, and then he goes and, and, and was second in the nation uh, runner-up in terms of coach of the year, which would have made us look very bad if we hadn't selected him as coach of the year. So I thought this was another situation like that with Russell, but, uh, you know, again, I'm a homer, and I, and, and I have my biases, so, you know, that's political in a way, too, Brett. And, but I know you were surprised, too, that Russell didn't get it, my friend, right? Well, we were IMing each other yeah. throughout the voting process, and I was, thought I was providing strong arguments, and I'm sure you were relaying those as well. But, uh, yeah, I mean, absolutely he should have gotten <laughs> Coach of the Year. I mean, there's no absolute, no doubt about it. He, he, he played, he competed, his team was in the, the – the, the best conference in the state, the FBA, two right. teams at the state tournament, a Hortonville team that pushed Beaver Dam uh, tough in that yeah. Division II semifinal, state semifinal, a, a Beaver Dam team that many thought was the best. We all know that Appleton North is the best team in the state. And as you said, uh, and don't forget about Kimberly, too, and Appleton North from that, well, even beyond, but we, we streamed that Kimberly game and then, and then paying close attention to the two state games, they just chewed through their opponents. It wasn't even close. They were right. they were clearly the best team on the floor. And uh, not only that, but, but Joe being a, a master motivator as well. No offense to Aquinas, a very good program. Athletically, they, they're always tough, uh, right. what, when, regardless of the sport. I have a lot of respect for But they're Division Four. But they're Division Four, and, and they play in the Mississippi Valley. The Mississippi Valley isn't the Fox Valley Association. Let, let's put that out there right. right now. I think we all agree to that. You put... North and Aquinas on the floor. I'm 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 going to pick North to win that one ten times out of ten. Right. So uh, and I think something to that uh, something else that needs to be considered uh, when you look at Joe. High expectations. Yeah. They were they were had been state participants the previous two seasons, state champions last season, and basically the entire team, uh, Sands Cali Pullman coming back this year. So there was serious expectations for this group to repeat target on their backs the entire season and other than maybe just a small little hiccup they answered the bell each each time and, and i know that one of their losses was uh, down in florida I, I yes believe. it was so it i i just think that his resume was second to none and i'm frankly shocked and and disappointed that that he didn't get state player uh, state coach of the year i think that was a a, a big oversight i agree and i think there are, are some some folks on that on that committee uh that 
are a little too biased, maybe, uh, as, as to uh, who they cover. Well, I guess it bothered me more so because uh, Russell had his, team un- had his team undefeated last year, remember? And then he loses Coach of the Year last year to the, the Howard's Grove, who beat Aquinas uh, in that final. So then you have back-to-back Division Four coaches being Coach of the Year when the coach of the best team in the entire state, you know, playing in the toughest division, just annihilates the teams that are in. He was a four seed. He comes in and, and, and gets those girls to just play at another level. Doesn't doesn't get coach of the year. I thought was a, just a joke. Uh, and, and and you know, so my the voters know that I'm very outspoken and things like that. So what I'm saying isn't really a surprise to them. But uh, yeah, I mean, but that's on me, Brett. I didn't. You know what? Maybe I didn't. Uh, give a good enough uh, argument for, for Joe Russell. And for that, I, I apologize, Joe. Uh, I thought I, I guess, you know, the same thing happened with Steve Jones. I thought, oh, okay, do I really need to mention that he has the nation's longest winning streak? I mean, this is all common knowledge, and yet he still barely got that coach's uh, award uh, two years ago, which, again, irks me to this day now that it would even come down to that, you know. But, uh, again, sometimes the bigger schools uh, – Things go against them in that way. They're seen as, uh, as, as you know, maybe having more resources in oh, that yeah. way. Because in the boys' side, and we'll get to that in a second, the Banger coach, Bangor coach, got co- uh, w- was was close to, to getting coach of the year in a very close vote with Weber from Oshkosh Northwood. I, I found to be laughable uh, in that way. Uh, I just couldn't believe it. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. But uh, in terms of the coaching of the year, I thought they got it wrong. Player of the year, they got it right. I thought Sidney Roby... Uh, yeah, from King should have got it, and, and I know I say this because Haley Oski got Miss Basketball, and I understand that, and that's a, that's a wonderful honor for her. But uh, you know, with, with Miss Basketball, I believe they don't have anybody other than seniors for that award. I have to mm-hmm. double check that, right? But and Sidney Roby's obviously a junior, so uh, you know she'll be back next year. But uh, I thought that was the right pick. Uh, I thought I had no problems with the starting five uh, that had Sidney Levy and Haley Oski uh, on the team. So uh, you look at Kari Brecky on second. Shea Frederick on third, so the the Valley was well represented in that way because it was a very strong year for the Valley. Not surprising in that way. So you look at Sydney Roby, six four junior, a uh, lot of Division one offers, right. Badgers uh, among those teams. So she's she's the centerpiece player right. in in the state of Wisconsin, and it will be again coming up. But getting back to that coach of the year, and I think we need to be careful sometimes too. And yeah, we we have some bias too, but I think we're pretty objective in looking at those things. However, I can see where. You know, you you want to be careful and, and not always honor the the, the division one coaches and the right. division one players, and uh, I think Aquinas went undefeated, so that's not taking anything away from the Blue Goals and what what they accomplished over there. But boy, to go through a a, a minefield in the FEA, um, and don't don't even forget about Appleton West has some good young players. Uh, they pushed Appleton North in the game we streamed, Rosie, if you remember mm-hmm. that, and then Appleton East beat Appleton North, mm-hmm. and Appleton East had a good club too. So FEA is always just just tough. Don't forget Nina. I know they struggle a little bit, but always under uh, Andy Brunell plays great defense. Right. So there's no, not a lot of gimmies uh, in that league. And then to, uh, as a four seed, right, Ricardo, as you said, just to absolutely destroy their opponents, uh, take an arrowhead down in the four seed versus one. It was, I mean, it wasn't even a contest. There was never a doubt, as you and I have talked about before, never a doubt in those so two games. I, I North thought, wasn't winning those. I thought he did a good job of taking the expectations and in building to uh, really the crescendo, which was the state tournament, and playing their best basketball, uh, take you know take you know, get get the hiccups out of the way, the bumps out of the way, and then uh, be playing their best basketball at the end of the year. And and as you know, he he used different means to motivate, taking some slights he thought from right. from the media. I'm sure a slight that he thought in, in getting the number four seed uh, in the Division One tournament. So 
uh, hats off to him, and, and they're going to be tough again next season because they have some good players coming back. Absolutely. Well, let's switch uh, gears a little bit over to the boys' team, uh, which was just released uh, this m this Tuesday, uh, Monday late night online. Uh, Jordan McKay, Kokona's uh, outstanding point guard named Player of the Year. Uh, Coach Weber of Oshkosh North, Coach of the Year, so that was a sweep for the Fox Valley Association. But uh, a close vote for both, Brett. And again, let's talk about, let's break some of this down. Uh, for Jordan McCabe, this is how the voting went. It went Jordan McCabe. There's nine voters, remember, uh, from around the region uh, in the state of Wisconsin. Jordan McCabe got four votes. Uh, Harrow from Whitnell got three, and Halliburton got two. Now, the, 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 the fear going in, I know for me anyway, and we had talked about this, was that because Halliburton and McCabe, Halliburton winning the Gatorade, uh, McCabe winning Mr. Basketball, that perhaps they're going to somehow hurt each other in Cancel this voting. Other yeah, a little bit, because yeah. And then Harrell would somehow, and it almost came to fruition, Brett. Our fears almost came into fruition because I thought Mark Stewart did a good job of pumping his guy, uh, Tyler Harrell. He brought up some good points with him, and uh, that might have swayed some of the voters. But uh, thankfully, you know, the, uh, the overall excellence of Jordan McCabe throughout the season punctuated with that great, uh, you know, what, last uh, three minutes or so in the state championship game really kind of pushed him over the edge. And um, I'm, I'm sure him winning Mr. Basketball had something to do with that as well. But, uh, yeah, I thought player of the year was a close vote. We thought it would be a close vote, Brett, and it turned out to, to be where Jordan actually got the award. Not surprised. I, you know, I think he deserved the player of the year award and uh, not surprised that it was a, a close vote. I'm just curious, though, when you guys are sitting in these meetings and you say uh, a colleague like Mark Stewart, who we both have tremendous amount of respect for down at the, the Journal Sentinel, when, when they're pushing – their guys or you're pushing your guys are you coming into these meetings with an objective viewpoint or are you saying no I got to push my guy because I cover him and he's got to win or she's got to win I mean how, how do you guys look at that well uh, that's interesting you say that because well okay well I can only give you an instance for, for the girls team now I came in Sydney Levin Haley Oski for you know we're, we're first team members in my opinion I pushed those girls um now, uh, I consider them for player of the year, but that's where your bias has to leave the room when you see a girl like Sydney Roby, yeah. and you're thinking to yourself, well, she is so, in, in, in my opinion, above them. No offense to Levy or Oski, but you know, it, it got to be the point where, to me, it seemed like as great as those two players were, she was just a level higher, and she's not from my area, but I've seen her play. You know, that's that's where you have to. That's where I guess maybe the biases have to be pushed to the side in that way. Because I could have made a case for either one of them. Mm -hmm. You know, Oski got Miss Basketball, and Levy is the best player on the best team in the state, in my opinion. So you could have made a case for either one of them. But when you looked at the totality of it all, I just thought Roby, her overall game, and then King being one of the best teams in the state, you know, kind of gate pushed her to that forefront. For 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 the boys anyway. His his outstanding finish to that semi that final clinched it for me. I was on the fence, maybe Halliburton or McCabe. How do we do this? Yeah, I'll, I'll obviously nominate McCabe, but I really think the world of of Halliburton. Obviously, Harrell's right there as well. But that le if he had, if if Kakana had lost that final, I guess I would have nominated McCabe. But then I probably would have been pushed toward Halliburton maybe a little bit for the final. So th there, you have to kind of take you know you got you got to be unbiased in that way. Yeah, no, I, th I, th I think you have to enter that room or the, that conference call completely unbiased, uh, even though, even though I, I sometimes wonder if it's, it's true what, what the bias is. If there's, well, I've got to push my guy, I've got to push, push you know, him or her. But whatever, uh, I guess that's just you know, the nature of the beast, so to speak. But as far as uh, Halliburton and, and McCabe, first of all, McCabe put together a moment at the end of that state tournament. We talked about this last year. That that'll go down in history. Right. I mean, that, that will be a signature moment 
you were there, I was there, you saw the Kohl Center crowd, and the reason why it was a, a signature moment has just as much to do with the hype that surrounded Jordan McCabe throughout his four years as we uh, heard our, our, uh, our friend Mark Miller, the Wisconsin basketball yearbook editor, say mm -hmm. he hasn't seen a player create this type of hype and this type of buzz since Mickey Crow from mm -hmm. the 70s. Mickey Crow, of course, the legendary gunner, uh, still second leading scorer in state history. That, that, I think that's quite a statement, uh, it is. knowing that some of the, the Okies and the Peepers and the Deckers of the world that have come through. Um, so when, when, you, when you add that and, and the finish going against a really, really talented Milwaukee-Washington team, this, isn't, this wasn't just some team that was there. This was a very talented basketball team. And for McCabe to, to take uh, take him on and, and that shot, the, kind of that Stockton layup, you know, the twisting layup where he yeah. lifted over, over the what, it's Foster, 6'9", Foster, and his, his reach was, was will we'll go down in history as one of the great moments in that, in that tournament. And the fact that, you know, Kakana ices it with, with, the, with the state title. So I, I think Jordan deserved it. Uh, I think Halliburton was next. And it goes back to Tyler Hero, a fantastic talent, a 2,000-point scorer, but he missed time this season. The other two kids, the other two players did not miss time, and they both took their teams to the state championship, and they both won state championships. Now, granted, there's there's pieces at play there, that you know, role players that, that certainly helped, and maybe Jordan and Tyrese had, had more help uh, from their squads than what Tyler did down at Whitnall, but I just thought it was a two-person race. And uh, a little surprised that, uh, that actually Halliburton didn't finish second in in in, uh, in the voting, and I wouldn't have had a problem if he he finished it first because he's an excellent player, right? Dynamic player. I said he's like a little Giannis out there with his length and how yeah. how he can stretch the floor and and cause problems defensively that that lead to offense and dunks. So I thought those were the two that were in the race for Mr. Basketball and the AP Player of the Year. So um, I think I think you guys got it right, giving it to certainly one of those two, Jordan or Ty Tyrese. Yeah, and I think what was great was, you know, we had Tyrese and Jordan on the show last week, Brett, and both of them don't even care. You know, it's not it's not a thing for them. They're they're not really all worked up about it and Tyrese was very congratulatory, you know, after the Mr. Basketball was a, was a, was named uh to Jordan. So you know, it, it's good to see that they, we're the ones, the old guys are the ones who are really caring about this maybe a little bit too much. I wonder if, the that, if that's completely true, but, uh, hey, they, they also have the rings and the gold balls now, as they said. And, you know, we had all three gold balls up here uh, last week with Sidney Levy as well, pointing uh, above the locker here, pointing uh, out their trophies. So that that's what matters most was the team championship. Um, it's kind of funny when I think back to that show, though. I, I, th I was talking to Rosie about this last week. Uh, Rosie, I know you agree that, I thought Jordan seemed really loose, uh, like it was done. Yeah, the weight was off of his shoulders. <laughs> right. Now he just seemed—he's always a good kid and everything—but he just seemed a little bit more relaxed and just kind of enjoying it a little bit. So it was kind of good to see maybe the the veneer off a little bit. The, the, I'm sure there's a—he has to be a little guarded. And now high school's done, and he can focus on uh, Morgantown. Yeah, and. Uh, that was a one of a kind show, by the that way, last fun. week. That was a lot of fun. We went an hour. Remember that, Rosie? Yep, you you yep. were kind of, kind of helping us out with that, and uh, it, it was, was a memorable show for sure <laughs> uh, on that. But uh, well, you know, Brett, uh, to add on to this Associated Press All State stuff, Plamen uh, from Xavier was a third teamer. Obviously, McCabe a unanimous first teamer. Uh, him and Halliburton and Harrell. That's a no brainer there. Uh, Plamen uh, was a second teamer last year, third teamer this year, and unfortunately, obviously, their their, their unfortunate ending there kind of. Uh, you, know, you know, we didn't get the chance to see Hunter again uh, at the state tournament, which kind of hurt his cause there. Well, no doubt. I mean, uh, it, it's it's. I mean, there. Is, I think th you would agree that th there's a little truth 
to the fact that, yeah, the, the honor does take into consideration the entire basketball season. And if you get your team to state and you have a, a big moment at state, a couple big games at state, you have a pretty good shot to, to get on the team. I know there was a uh, – I saw a tweet out there uh, criticizing the, the AP uh, voting for not getting Chomby Lambert, uh, at least an honorable mention. Look, I would probably say that might have been a little bit of an oversight by you guys. Chomby's an awesome it player. Was it was discussed. Uh, I, I know, you know, you got to respect the, the – you know, each voter has their own feelings on it, and uh, I believe it was Mitchell Schneider. Uh, he he was on the team, and I think he was, was he also the Player of the Year in that conference. I'd have to I'd have to double check that. I'm not sure I if that there was, was a New Holstein. Okay, uh, well, either way, I think check. they I think they went with the with with the leading score of the Roncalli. And here's what I say about that in in that respect, because uh, listen, I did not put up anybody from Kakana up other than McCabe. Uh, do I think Lambert is better than Eric Carl? No. So, I mean, I, that's maybe what the voter is looking at, you know, where, you know, there's, you're going to have two Roncalli kids on there over with only one Kakana kid. That doesn't really seem to make much sense there because, uh, in, in my opinion, that field is incredible when you look at all the players on there. And, uh, you know, the criticisms are fine, but, uh, you know, you, you always got to take it with a grain of salt because Lambert – uh, as, as great of a player was, and he made the, the coach's team, that coach's team, is, for lack of a better word, it's bloated. It's bloated. There's a lot of players. Everyone and their mom makes that team, okay? So you could make a case for a lot of players not being an associated press team. Our team is lean and mean. There's always going to be discussion that way because we don't put everyone and their mom on the team, <laughs> all right? And you can say same thing for the, the football team, which is double the amount of players <laughs> that the Associated Press team is. There's always going to be arguments there because a whole there's 100-plus players who didn't make the AP team because the coach's team, you know, puts everyone and, 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 and the team manager on there. You know what I mean? So you're going to have that. I mean, that's it's not a big thing. I only take issue when it's with uh, that person from the competing website who, who does that. Yeah, uh, you, you got a little, a little, a little snappy yeah, with that's, that tweet. Uh, it's ridic- it gets to be a little silly, you know, when it's every year it's the same thing with this guy. You know, it's like, come on, man. You know, and anyone go on my Twitter, you know who I'm talking about. But it's just, you know, it's one of those things, Brett, where, you know, they're trying to validate themselves, you know, because the AP team has been around for a lot longer. It's like those old Coke commercials and Pepsi. You ever notice those old commercials from the 80s and 90s? Coke never has to, you know, they never have to downgrade Pepsi because they're the little brother trying to catch up. You know what I'm saying? Like Pepsi's McDonald's commercial. Pe- and Burger King. Yeah, Pep- yeah. Pepsi always yeah. did that. You know, they always ripped on Coke. They always did the choice of a new generation and the, you know, the little taste test and stuff because they're trying to validate themselves. That's how I see this. You know, I don't, we acknowledge with sports, do we not? Well, I think that's a better analogy than uh, our other friend who was talking about hot coffee. I'm not sure <laughs> what, that, what that was <laughs> all about, but, but you know, whatever. That, that's a different story. Well, but my point <laughs> is, is that we validate them. Yeah. We ran a story on Mr. Basketball. And we do that every year, I want to say. I have yet to see an AP story on their site. So, you know, they're very territorial. You know, it, it's one thing if, 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 you're, if, if you're not running our stuff, then what are you complaining about? What do you care? You know what I mean? But we run their hey, stuff. And I, I have a lot of respect for those folks over there. They do great they work. Do. I'm on their site right now, and I can tell you that Ryan Steffes of New Holstein uh, was the player of the year in the Eastern Wisconsin. Okay. So, but the Chambi was a unanimous first-teamer, uh, and so was Mitchell Schneider of Ron Colley. So, anyway, I just noticed that tweet out there. Yeah, well, you know, like I said, like I said, if it was a fan, if it was, uh, that's fine. You know, you can go ahead and do it. But when it's from us, a competing website who, who doesn't even put our stuff on their side, get, get out of here, man. Come on. You know <laughs> how I feel Rosie, about you, that. You almost needed one of those buttons there, huh? Yeah, no, I'm not, I wasn't going like to do that. that. that I'm going to do that. That car horn. Don't talk about validity when, you, when you, you're not putting any of our stuff on your site. So, and we do that for you. Why? Because we don't see you as a threat. 
That's funny because it's, it's, it's a big brother with a little brother. We don't yep. see you as a threat. You, we go ahead yeah. and run your stuff. That's not on the script right now. No, he, he's going off on a tangent. He's getting angry right, All right. now. <laughs> let's, 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 let's move on uh, uh, to the wrap-up stuff because I'm actually excited about Varsity Roundtable with Winnicott soccer players, Maddie Young, Katie Frederick. Um, Brett, thank you for correcting me. In D3, they were the runner-up last year. They were kind of the surprise of the tournament. They kind of came out of nowhere uh, the first time they had ever gone that far. And they had a great goalie last year. I don't know if you remember Katie Koshek. I'm trying to remember her last name, how to pronounce it. She was, uh, I, I remember, I think I, I called her the Great Wall of Sadie because she did so many great things. She was six foot one. Mm-hmm. She blocked a whole bunch of shots. And, uh, you know, they made it to the state uh, uh, championship game. So congratulations to them. I, I want to say they lost the Catholic Memorial. Yes. Um, now they're ranked number three this year. They are excited, Brett, to be on the show. They have been asking me, or they, I know they asked me late last year if that was going to be a possibility. I wanted to get them on. They're, they're kicking off our spring season. We're all excited. I like Winnicani. Yeah. I, 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 we used to I say this as an Omro grad. <laughs> I, we used to, yeah, that's right. You had the rivalry there with uh, Omro and Winnicani. We've streamed some games there in, in years past. It's been a while, but we did a football game and some basketball, boys and girls. Uh, always a nice setup, a nice community. The Finn and Feather is always a good place to go uh, hang out and eat, eat some grub, uh, kind of like a supper club right there on the river. But um, good for them. Good for Winnicott. This is Last year's uh, run was almost – uh, reminiscent of the the great football championship that Winnicani uh, had uh, what was it, about four or five. Yeah, they were the Cinderellas that year. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. No, that must have been in 2013 because I think that was my oldest senior year. Played in the same conference. I want to say they played school. Platteville in a championship game. But remember, they they entered. Um, what were they like? Uh, four and five, I think yes. overall, and then they ended up going nine and five. Won five games to win the state title. They've set up precedent where anybody who enters the yes. playoffs under 500 can still have a shot at winning that championship. You're not out of yeah, it. Every now and then, Winnicott will come, and then they've had some good track, some good sprinters. Uh, oh, I remember that, sure. Yeah, they'll, they'll come out there and, and compete and be tough. So this will be kind of fun. Plus, it's a multi-market show tonight, too. Uh, Winnicott covered by both Appleton Post-Crescent and the Oshkosh Northwestern kind of combined like Appleton does with Seymour and Green Bay and Seymour, and then the Wrightstown is shared by Green Bay and Appleton. So it's nice to do a little multi-market show before we hit uh, the one-week hiatus and then come back uh, strong for the for the spring season in two weeks. Brett, did you have any updates on our award show on May 11th? Yeah, well, I'm glad you. I have it written down. But May 11th uh, is the Wisconsin High School Sports Award Show, Lambeau Field Atrium. Uh, I'm co-hosting. You're co-hosting. Ricardo, uh, Rosie's going to be there uh, pushing the buttons as always. And um, one Aaron Rodgers is going to be our special guest, Green Bay Packers quarterback. You can get tickets right now uh, through this website, sportsawards.wisconsinmedia.com. They're only $35 a piece, so uh, buy those tickets. It's going to be a great show. I know Aaron, uh, at least uh, what I've been told, is really excited, really excited to interact with the kids. And there might be some, like, one-on-one with the kids, too. We'll see how that plays out and how it's all scripted together. But... He's uh, he's very engaged and, and wants to do this. So that's that's half the battle mm. right there. Yeah. Exactly. So again, sportsawards.wisconsinmedia.com. Purchase your tickets now. Thirty-five dollars a piece. They're going fast. And uh, this Friday online in all of our ten markets, and Sunday in print in all ten markets, we will be announcing the winter nominees. So we've got our fall nominees set, winter nominees set. And then uh, I guess, what, in a few weeks or so, the spring and premier awards, premier being Boys Athlete of the Year, Girls Athlete of the Year, and, and Teams of the Year, Courage Award, that sort of thing, will be uh, set in stone as well. So really starting to dial up. May 11th is not that far away anymore. So we planning is in place. And actually before we did this podcast, that's what I was doing, is getting all the winter nominees set. And i got to thank you and Mike Sherry. Mike, I know you're watching right now, listening in. 
Uh, thanks for getting those in because uh, the deadline is, is fast approaching, so I'm going to be ahead of schedule on that. And uh, But again, uh, Friday online, all, all 10 sites, including postcrescent.com, uh, check out who our winter nominees are. We have six per sport, but only one can win the, the prize. That's right. We, we can't announce that. We'll announce no. that May 11th, so looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be great. So that's coming up quick, like you said. I mean, oh, May 11th, that's only a couple of six weeks away, basically, right? Oh, my goodness. So, yes. Mike... Uh, and, and Ricardo, uh, get busy on those spring nominees. Like, yes, like I, need, I, Mike, I, I Mike, need those by the end of the week. Yes, Mike, Mike, Mike has emailed <laughs> us already on it, so we're good to go. But, uh, on what, that. I, what I need you guys to do, and Mike, uh, I know you're listening in again, is I need the the, the emails now sent out to the ads and coaches so that they can get uh, RSVP information into uh, the nominated athletes. Brett does a great job. He coordinates all this stuff. He's the man behind like the scenes. Traffic so cop. Appreciate know, everything on that. But yeah, and we'll talk more with Mike Sherry because he'll be here, Brendan, your spot uh, next week when you're on vacation and uh, our special guest, Mike Sherry. And again, we'll talk about how we kind of put together the all uh, all area teams for the Post Crescent. I'm sure people are wondering how we do that as well. So that'll be uh, a, a great show. And in your absence, Brett, so he'll try to hold the he'll try to hold the, uh, sure the flame for you. He'll not only hold it, but he'll probably bounce me out. Okay. So. Maybe that might be the case. <laughs> No, but the R&M show. That's right. Until exactly. next week, uh, thank you for listening to another episode of the R&B Podcast, episode number 29. We'll see you back here next week for episode number 30. Until then, have a great week, everybody. You're going to throw one? Yeah, I'll try one. Do it. Let's go. Let's see. I'm going to try I'm going to do it with my left hand. Ambidextrous. Oh, oh, way off. Wow. Listen to this. Dude, you're, you got it down pat. That was a little off target. Yeah, I was going to say, did you hit the... I hit the side of the lens. Oh, okay. All Close right. enough. Good enough. <laughs>